You're listening to the New Beginnings Chiropractic and Life Coaching Podcast with Dr. John Baker, where we are dedicated to serving corrective care chiropractors, their staff, and mankind with multiple layers of excellent service, knowledge, and love as we continually inspire some of the happiest, most prosperous people in healthcare on our planet. Hello there, Dr. B here. Happy August 18th. Years flying by, years flying by. Today I was thinking about sharing the idea of representing excellence, not really being a game. It's a way of life. And there might have been confusion on the last podcast because a couple people asked and, oh, thank God you asked. The only way I can learn to communicate better is to know there's a better way. And if a couple of you thought, well, gosh, Dr. Baker, what if I don't want to dress that way? I heard, well, what if I don't want to represent excellence? I don't know what to do with that. And they said, well, no, it's just that styles have changed. Absolutely. In matters of style, swim with the current. But in matters of principle, stand like a rock. If you brought your daughter, your three-year-old daughter, to a pediatrician, and the pediatrician had big, hairy armpits, and she had dreadlocks, and she smelled a little earthy, and she wasn't decisive, and you're okay with her being your pediatrician, that's okay. I might not be talking about you, I'm talking about the 99.9% of the world we serve. They expect their doctors to look like doctors, to act like doctors, to talk like doctors. And if you've built any practice at all and you realize you don't represent excellence, they'll still follow you to excellence, but oh, so many more will join you. See, oh, so many more will join you. They'll join you because you're leading by example so they can follow by choice. You know, Versace, designer, everything about fashion. You know, Versace said this, don't be into trends. Now that's interesting. You build a hundreds and hundreds of million dollar empire based on fashion, but not trends. So I had to read it. Here's what Versace said, don't be into trends. Don't make fashion own you, but you decide what you are, what you want to express by the way you dress and the way you live. I got to tell you, I wish I'd had that quote two weeks ago because I'd have worked on it with you. See, you decide the way you dress and the way you live. See, you might say, well, gosh, I know this 26-year-old guy who drives a Lamborghini and he's got dreadlocks and he wears board shorts and flip-flops all the time, Dr. B. Great. Did he make his money being a doctor attracting hundreds if not thousands of people paying thousands and thousands of dollars. No, Dr. B, he's a rock star. Okay. We, then that's, and I'm glad you asked that because I got to tell you, we're not rock stars. We can be rock star DCs and CAs, but a rock star DC and CA does not dress like a rock star. You know, if you've got millions of people following you and buying your music and your art, That's a whole different enterprise than we're in, folks. We're an enterprise where people look at us and go, oh man, chiropractors, I need you. My neck hurts, my back hurts. And that's the extent of what people know about what we do. That's the extent. 
You know, and I love that we do as good as we can so we know better. When we know better, we do better. A couple weeks ago, I got uh, three, three or four sets of pre and post films from Dr. Drury. And Dr. Drury wasn't doing full spine films because all his work, you know, at, at, until we met, all his work was centered around, you know, that upper cervical. And, and I just found out the other day, it's not just the atlas. Once in a while, he adjusts the axis. That just blew my mind. <laughs> but I got to tell you, at the bottom of those pre and post x-rays was this. Man, oh man, oh man, I love the changes we make to the entire body by specifically adjusting the upper cervical spine. And I gotta tell you, if he's seeing that for the first time after delivering 25 plus years of excellence in upper cervical work, man, oh man, I hope every person, upper cervical, lower cervical, Logan, Pettibon, I hope everybody is really looking at their pre and post films. Now that's not exactly what I was gonna talk about today, but I was so honored to have a master. See, Dr. Jury's a master, uh, 25 plus years of mastery, and he's willing to change up everything? No, he's willing to do the best he can till he knows better. When he knows better, he does better, and all of a sudden, in less than three months, and I'm, I'm pretty close on those dates, of taking pre and post full spine films, he's seeing results that in his, I think the way he said it is, I always knew they were happy, but now I can prove they're happening. Brilliant, 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 see? Brilliant. And anybody who doesn't like that, I, I, I have a great quote for you. Be who you are and say what you feel, because those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. You got to think about that. If you're a master, and I know that I'm responsible for many masters, but when I get someone like 25 plus years of excellence, who all of a sudden goes, I don't know why I'd have to take those films, but I'll do it. And then in three months is seeing results like he's never seen. What's happening to the five associate doctors that work in his clinics? What's happening to his dreams, goals, and aspirations when everybody else can see what he's always known? Folks, proof is in the pudding. I always say if it's not written down, it didn't happen. If it's not on pre and post x-ray, it didn't happen. So there you go, right? You know, to be yourself in a world that's constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. And what we're trying to be isn't a remake of a Dr. John Baker. Many of you have surpassed everything I've ever done in chiropractic and are going many layers farther and deeper. It's an honor to serve each and every one of you. And so when we say these things, be who you are and say what you feel, that's because today I'm talking to the best of the best, the best of the best CAs, the best of the best DCs. I can't have this conversation with a pedophile. I can't have this conversation with a career criminal. I can't have this conversation with somebody who always wants to tell the world what they can't do and what they don't know. If your first answer to anything is an excuse, well, I didn't know, you get what you get out of life. Stop that. You didn't know. Call your coach. Go to church on Sunday. Google it. But to say you don't know, is it's ludicrous. There's nothing you don't know, folks. See? There's nothing you don't know. And here's something that you know. And if you don't know, let's know it now. 
You may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to ever be reduced by them. See? Be reduced by them. You know, the best of the best are always working on being better. The pretty darn good are pretty happy where they're at. And the so-so are always bitching, moaning, groaning, complaining about what's being done to them, what they don't know, and why they couldn't do something. See? Lead by example, a rich, honest life of service. And people will follow you like the Pied Piper. I promise, see? And because you're good people, about all you can do in this life is be who you are which is a person who does the best they can until they know better. And as soon as they know better, they do better. See, some people will love you for you. Most will love you for what you can do for them. And some won't like you at all. If you think, if you think that your life is about not hurting other people's feelings because you want everybody to like you, the least liked person in any room is the guy or the gal that doesn't want to hurt somebody's feelings. They're so afraid of hurting feelings, they don't do anything right. They don't do any pos anything positive. They don't do anything impactful. Well, gosh, I didn't want to say anything because I might hurt somebody's feelings. I never thought that. I said, gosh, I said something because I wanted to help the human being in front of me. 36 years I've been doing this, right? I've never had to think once about a referral statement. It's just the most peculiar thing to say, Dr. B, give me like three of your best referral statements. It'd be like saying, give me the three best ways you tell Danielle I love you. It's not a way. It's not a way. It's not a trick. It's not a parlor trick. It's not a technique. I look in those brown eyes and I see my entire life. I look at my children, all four of them, and I'm so proud of them. I see my entire life. Everything I do, everything I do is to help them be better. And I got to tell you, they're already a lot better than anybody that they're probably around, but that's not what we're shooting for. We're going to do the best we can in everything we do until we know better, and the moment we know better, we do better. See, the moment we know better, we do better. You know, oftentimes I tell people when they ask me about raising their children, you know what they wanna hear often? What could I say that wouldn't hurt their feelings that would empower them? <laughs> if you don't hurt their feelings once in a while, you wait and see what the world does to them. It's gonna crush them like ripe grapes. The reason my kids don't go out in the world and get crushed like ripe grapes or ripe tomatoes is they're prepared for excellence. And excellence isn't about, oh, you're awesome, oh, you're incredible. I was reading a study the other day and, and they actually put this in print where they're saying, um, some psychologists today are saying that telling your children they're the best at everything might not be so good. And I'll tell you why if you go through the rest of the study. Because half the kids that were raised that way, it's called enabled. They have moms or dads or both that they could see that kid shoot somebody in the face with a gun and they'd say, my son didn't do that. My daughter didn't do that. The other person caused them to do it. And they raised these weak, useless, air-breathing, food-eating dredges on society. See, 
You want to raise champions? And that's always a funny one too. Everybody I know that's raising champions never once says it. But boy, that person says, man, I don't want my kid to be that. That's why I'm doing this. Take a close look, not necessarily at the child. Look in the mirror and see what you're really doing. If your kids are punks, punks, you know, if they come running to you every time they do something wrong and you pick them up and save them, you know, you wait and see what it's like when you're dragging them in and out of rehab or wherever the hell else they're going to go. Dr. B, what's this have to do with representing excellence? Well, your children are a representation of you. They're not a representation of themselves. Not yet. See, Nick, my oldest son, turned 40 a week, two couple weeks ago, a month ago. 40. I've always said you never, ever, ever know you're that good of a parent till your kids are 45. But I can tell you, looking at Nick, I'm very, very proud of that young man as a father, as a husband, as a son, as a businessman, as a chiropractor, as a citizen. I can tell you the exact same things about how proud I am of Andrew as a father, as a husband, as a businessman, as a citizen. I can go right to our third son and I can say how proud I am of my son. As a young man, as a Marine sniper, as a citizen, as a brother, as a son. And then I can end up with my youngest child, which is Marqueda. And I can tell you, I'm absolutely proud of her. Proud of her accomplishments, see? See, it doesn't mean I don't make all four of them mad. Ask them. I don't make them mad because I want to make them mad. I make them mad because I push them farther than they'd ever push themselves, which is how they teach themselves to push themselves. And hopefully they'll raise amazing citizens because I got to tell you, one of the saddest things in the world to me is powerful parents who raise weak kids, weak sissy kids who can't make decisions who can't even answer somebody when they ask a question. See, I mean, of all the things I do not like, I do not like parents answering kids' questions. I talked to a kid 18 years old when we were on a college, uh, college uh, tour with Marqueda a couple months ago, six, seven months ago. And, and I asked him, I go, hey, what's your major? And the dude is like 18, 19 years old. He looked down at the floor and his mom said, well, he's going to be in communications. <laughs> and I couldn't resist. And I know there would have been a better way to handle it. But I think this was a good way at the moment. I said, well, he always have you there to do communications for him. And I just watched. I watched that lady, that enabler, look at me like I was the enemy. I got to tell you, the greatest enemy of her son was her. He's going to go to school to be in communications. I ask him his major and he looks at the ground and his mommy answers. His mommy answers. Folks, you want to represent excellence? Work at it. It's hard freaking work. It's hard work. It's hard work. See, always be a first rate version of yourself, not a second rate version of someone else. And the only way that I know to be a first rate version of yourself is hang around tribes, hang around groups, hang around people that are better than you at everything that you're interested in being better at. And when you hang around those people, you'll act like them. And when you act like them, you'll be like them. See, 
My greatest goal wasn't to create a bunch of John Bakers in chiropractic. Even though I bet a lot of you would like to have the income and the recognition, it was to create the greatest you. And when I look at each and every one of you at New Beginnings, every one of you know, especially if you've been around more than 10 years, you know how many offices and doctors I've whittled through to get this group. I actually believe that you are the best of the best of the best. And I have zero interest, zero interest in helping others. It's you. I work for you. I live for you. I strive for you to be the best of the best of the best. Now, if I can help 70 doctors and 240, 250 CAs, what if each one of you were to help 70 to 700 doctors to 7,000 doctors? See, I know my mission and you get it. I'm sure you do. I am not trying to grow new beginnings, but Dr. Baker, everything's virtual now except for the December seminar and Super Achiever Gold. Yes, it is. But I got my hands full with each and every one of you, and I'm honored to have my hands full with you. But I can tell you, someone someday will come along and hopefully carry on our message. And I know right now he or she is listening to me and sharing with a big smile on their face and warmth in their heart because they've got ideas and they're going to do as good as they can till they know better. And the moment they know better, they will do better. See? The moment they know better, they will do better, see? I want you, if you allow me today, to remind you that you can't change your children. You can't change your spouse. And it will be incredibly frustrating for you, incredibly frustrating for you if they tell you they're trying to change, but they do nothing. But therein lies the next situation, which is lead by example so they can follow by choice. And if they choose to not get better, you've got to realize you can't change them. See, I find the best way to love someone is not change them, but instead help them reveal the greatest versions of themselves. And that's why it's so important for you to love yourself. Because if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you ever going to love anybody else? If you can't love yourself, and I get it. I got a, a, two doctors right now, and I bet you right now they already answered. They go, yeah, I know you say that, and I get it. I get it. I love myself, but now what? That doesn't sound like somebody who loves themselves. And if you have to ask, how do I love myself? You're pretending you don't know. Just like one day my life changed when a wise person said to me, you know, Dr. B, never too late to have a happy childhood. And I remember thinking, yeah, that's easy. You had a mom and a dad, two sisters and a brother. You grew up in a nice home, da, 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 because I wasn't willing to accept it. And about three weeks later, I asked that person, that mentor, that person I paid a lot of money to help me become better, what did you mean? And here's what my coach said to me. It's never too late to have a happy childhood. You must have had at least one moment in your life that was happy. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. I've been focusing on 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 items that seemed miserable. I wasn't focusing on the thousands of amazing things that happened in my childhood. I wasn't focusing on the amazing experience I had 
with my mom and my grandma and my grandpa and my brothers and my sister, even though I didn't have a lot of experiences there. Once I started counting the good ones, man, oh man, oh man, it instantly became clear to me how much easier it would be to become a first-rate version of myself, not a second-rate version of somebody scarred, see? And that's when I heard Gandhi, right? Mahatma Gandhi. He said, I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. And when I first heard that, I thought what that meant was don't be around anybody that doesn't help you get up. Go farther. And then later on, I heard Gandhi say, be the change you want to see in the world. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. When Gandhi, and I cannot tell you what he was thinking, but when Gandhi said, I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet, he wasn't talking about getting rid of everybody who didn't agree with him. It seems he was talking about washing everybody's feet before they went on that journey. Folks, if you really, really, really want to represent excellence, don't think of it as a game. Don't think of it even as a role. Think of it as who you are and what you do. You lead by example so others can follow by choice. You know you can't change anybody, but you sure can influence people. Be an influencer. And you know I'm not talking about social media because I don't even know how it works, but what I mean is when I walk into an event, when I walk into a room with another person, when I walk into the cabin of an airplane, when I walk onto a boat, when I walk into a restaurant, be it five stars or Culver's for a fish sandwich, I always carry myself as if you're watching and your significant others are watching and your children are watching because I know God's watching. Do the best you can till you know better. And the moment you know better, do better. No excuses, no excuses, no excuses. You're awesome, you're incredible, and you're getting better every single day. Baker out. Thank you for listening to the New Beginnings Podcast. To learn more about New Beginnings and our three levels of coaching, head to our website at chiropracticlifecoaching.com. While you're there, be sure to grab our free PDF titled Directional Communication, where we'll give you simple step-by-step instructions that you can implement this week in your office to improve your doctor-patient communication so your patients will get the message and gladly pay for care. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Get ready to serve more people, work less hours, make more money, and have more fun.